Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash, and they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Take a Man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. Uh, Logan, let's uh, let's dive deeper into the tape. When you watch this Colts offense, what do you try to take out of it, knowing that the quarterback is going to be different, Sam Ellinger, in for Matt Ryan? Like, how how are you approaching it, and how do you think they're approaching it? Jack Del Rio actually had a pretty interesting comment yesterday, talking about how it's hard to prepare for a quarterback who you have nothing but preseason tape on. Yeah, it's it's extremely challenging. Like, I kind of was kind of you know putting myself in Jack's shoes, kind of saying, what would I do here? And I think the offense could be drastically different than what we've seen. They do a lot of stuff from the gun. I think that's a Matt Ryan preference at this point of his career. You know, traditionally, I think um, Taylor, the running back, does better from kind of the dot style runs most running backs do because you're balanced up. You can get downhill. You can stretch the run. So that might be a different approach just from that. You might get some different formations you haven't seen. You know, they've been more... Like, you know, Ryan was saying, they've been more, uh, they have some very talented receiver, kind of receiving talent. Um, they've been an 11. I think that's a Matt Ryan thing. I think that could be 12, 21, 22, even 13. That could be on the table here very shortly. So, again, you really have no idea what the offense is going to look like. I'm sure they have some type of uh, court design quarterback run they're putting up. If you look at the preseason, that was something that popped up with him quite a bit. I think, um, you know, uh, Reich is a RPO guy. Matt Ryan is not an RPO quarterback. So, you look back at last year's offense and you say, 
Matt Reich with Carson was a big RPO guy. So I would imagine some of that probably carries over because Sam at Texas did RPO stuff. So find ways to get him comfortable. I think you'd see an uptick in that. But still, even if you're accounting for, you know, let's say seven RPO plays and five quarterback design runs, like what does the pass game look like? I don't think it can look the same as what it's looked with uh, with Matt because I think Matt does a pretty good job in terms of understanding you know timing and rhythms and getting the ball out and he and for all of his struggles like that stuff looked pretty sharp and I will say that you know Pittman's a very good receiver but doesn't create a lot of separation and relies a lot on concept they run a lot of like um you know like we're in a spot like you know corner and then the outside receiver is going to sit down at five yards and just kind of easy dink and dunks picks they run a lot of mesh on third and three like that stuff comes up quite a bit so um you know like there's nothing at least with Matt Ryan at the helm there was nothing that really threatened you vertically so maybe you kind of say like let's let's try to kill uh Ellinger as a runner let's kill Taylor and see if he can push the ball down the field that being said they do have some weapons that can get that can get behind the defense so that is something to consider again to back to your original question I know I kind of rambled on there there's a lot that can come out of this. And when you don't have any film on anybody, it, it makes it very, very challenging. And I think if I was Jack, I'd say, what do we do really well? And let's kind of get to that and be, be ourselves at the highest level. Yeah, which I feel like is typically his approach. Um, but it is yeah. an interesting it is an interesting week for sure. because And, and also to try to do this film study because... Ryan, even in his last couple of years in Atlanta, was getting criticized for not pushing the ball down the field. It was kind of like, does he still have that in him? Obviously, a guy is a former MVP uh, who, at one point in his career, could throw with anybody in the league. Um, but is that still in him at this point? And, and it was pretty clear uh, that it was not uh, at, based off of his performance so far this year, although the offensive line and the time to protect for that kind of stuff uh, was also a factor in that equation. Um, but Ellinger... I, I think you have like nailed the approach. I, I would not want Jonathan Taylor to beat me because they're going to definitely try to get back to him more. And they haven't been very good running the ball. And Washington's been fantastic at stopping the run. So if that can continue, you make Ellinger into a thrower, make him beat you. you maybe you give up one or two explosives. But as long as they're not touchdowns, like do you trust a young quarterback to execute in the red zone, especially when Washington's been really good in the red zone? I've, I I kind of think the plan has got to be do exactly what you have been doing and trust that it's going to continue to work because you're playing good, sound, fundamental football. And that works against everybody but the Josh Allens and Patrick Mahomes of the world. Yeah, and I think – yeah, so I, I think that's got to be the approach to a certain extent. I think you try to anticipate what are what formations do they like to run the football out of. I might even go back to last year when they were under center – just to tick more, just to get a vibe for kind of what that offense was. And I would expect it to have shades of that. Obviously, the quarterback run stuff tends to be better from the gun when the quarterback's um, when the quarterback's offset. So you can read that backside player, so you can read and throw that RPO. So maybe they feel like they don't need to change it too much. But I, I would think that they would have to get into some different personnel groupings. And the other thing that uh, is important to be aware of Sam Ellinger is in the preseason, all of his explosive plays come off of him breaking the pocket. So you know, in some ways it's almost more important this week than it was against Chicago to keep him in the pocket. Cause I think he's fine in the pocket. Like, I mean, he wears number four, he's kind of a smaller guy. He looks just like Taylor Heineke was <laughs> on the field. They kind of move the same, like in, th- so think about how you would try to stop Taylor. And to me, it's like, keep him in the pocket, you know, force him to be 
on schedule as much as possible and limit the run game. And I think that same formula applies here. I think the problem then becomes, well, what what is Indianapolis going to be doing outside of Sam Ellinger? Like what like what does their run game look like? What is their uh, what does their play pass game look like? Because I think they'll probably do a little bit more of that, obviously. And that's where you get a little bit unsure about what's happening in terms of and that's why it's hard to prep for, obviously. It's because I think you get kind of who Sam Ellinger is. I think you get kind of how they're going to want to use him. But what is the what is the Jonathan Taylor package look like? And then what does the play pass stuff look like to get, you know, Michael Pittman, who's a very good player. And then, you know, we talked about this with Ryan, but Alec Pierce is a, he's been an explosive player for them. And I know he doesn't get a ton of touches, but like that's something that, again, like Green Bay, for example, didn't really have in their offense. So how do you manage those elements? Um, Because this offense does have some playmakers. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah. Um, one thing that I also wanted to ask you, uh, just in general about Ellinger, is what do you make of the decision to go to him, right? Because they have Matt Ryan, and they bring him in, whatever, but they also have Nick Foles. And so they have like another proven veteran who was the backup and they jump Ellinger in the line. And you talk about the 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 core or the the parallels, the corollaries back and forth between the Colts and the Commanders right now. It feels very much like some of the Sam Howell conversation. Now, my pushback when folks have brought that up on the radio, callers, whatever, is like Howell's been here for eight months. Ellinger's been there for a year and a half. That is ultimately the difference is that we talk about, is that guy ready? Ellinger might not be as ready as he would be next year, uh, but he's far, he's had a lot longer in the system than Howell has. But what do you make of that decision to make the leap from like the franchise perspective? It sounds like from the comments from Reich that Ursay was certainly involved in the decision as an owner. And to me, that's actually good ownership. It's the owner going in and being like, Hey, we, uh, we got to move forward, and if it doesn't work out, then like it's okay, or you know, it won't. Maybe it won't be okay with Reich, and he's going to lose his job anyway. But um, <laughs> it, it's certainly to me like someone, an owner who's looking out for the long term health of the franchise and is willing to potentially be really bad uh, if it helps them bottom out and maybe get a great quarterback next year in the draft and and move forward uh, as opposed to playing the veteran carousel again. Yeah, I think, I mean, so to me, it's kind of, you, you had some really good points there. So let's like uh, pin down on some of that stuff. You, you mentioned how, you know, why is this different than Sam Howell? To me, it's because he's been in the system. Like this is the only system he's been in in the NFL. He's been here for a little over a year, year and a half, whatever it is. And I think that's super significant because he's speaking the language. He understands where the ball is supposed to go. This is kind of the same benefit you get from Taylor Heineke, not as extreme because Taylor's been in this offense for six years of his career, but you do have that same type of benefit. 
benefit. I think when you look at the offensive line specifically, I think they, they're they not playing well, but the quarterback could definitely help them out in some situations. So when you look at Nick Foles, again, a guy who holds the ball for ages back there. Matt Ryan was holding the ball for a long time. That's not necessarily his fault. I think you know, I mentioned the receiving group. Sometimes they have a hard time creating separation because Michael Pittman, for example, is a bigger body guy. I think more tight end, very similar to Alan Lazard, uh, a little bit more shifty. You got some more route running nuance to his game, but that kind of guy, and they're not going to be wide open all the time. So I think that's, that's an element of that. And so I think with a guy like Sam is what you're hoping is that he can get the ball out of his hand quickly, and he can he can he can do something creative back there. Unlike what the other two guys do, much like Taylor Heineke, like we were talking about this last week when Taylor was going to get the start, and basically we came to the conclusion like he just gives you a play a little bit more playmaking ability back there. Now, are you going to have to ride the roller coaster? Yes, I think we saw that last week with Green Bay. First seven seven five seven throws, not great, and then kind of finds a rhythm, you know, making plays, elevating the offensive line, executing on third down. And I think that's what they're probably expecting from Sam Ellinger. And, you know, maybe they like Sam in the building. I've read a whole bunch of stuff about him that they like his leadership. They like what he brings. And maybe part of you in the back of your mind says, can this guy be the guy? Can we build around him much like they did with um, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia? Now, Mm -hmm. I think Jalen Hurts is a much more physically gifted player. Uh, but, you know, like from what I understand, the leadership qualities are there. The mobility qualities are there. It's just about that arm strength and what that looks like um, against real NFL defense. Because we talked about this before, too, is understanding that it's a different level of speed of the game, right? And he's going to have a hard time adjusting that, too. But uh, um, I think I think it's the mobility thing, the offensive line, all those things factoring in to go with Sam Ellinger as opposed to Nick Foles. Yeah, and the thing with, you know, it's always funny when people try to make these types of comparisons and – you know, I'm not saying like you're doing this because I think you caveated it well, but like Jalen Hurts was a Heisman winner uh, right. at Oklahoma and, and awesome at Alabama, has a really, really high caliber NFL arm, uh, even if he wasn't known as a passer, known as a guy who's a runner. But like the arm strength is there. It was just like, can he right. read the defenses? And, you know, he used his legs and his running abilities in a very well designed offense to learn how to be able to do that at the NFL speed and win along the way. And now he can do both. And he's one of the best players in, in the NFL um, and maybe the front runner for MVP uh, so far this season. By the same token, Sam Ellinger was mediocre at Texas. Like I always, always do kind of chuckle when you have these guys that it's like, oh, well, could this guy be awesome in the NFL? And I'm like, well, what was he in college? Right. Because Sam Ellinger wasn't that good in college. Texas hasn't been good forever. I mean, he was, he was fine. Like he won some games, he did some stuff, and it's it's all dependent on so many different factors. Quarterback play is at all levels. But if a guy couldn't couldn't make it happen in college i do have a hard time believing that he's all of a sudden going to be awesome in the nfl look patrick mahomes was a mixed bag at texas tech and he's the best quarterback in uh in maybe the history of the league but um i do have a hard time seeing a guy like ellinger as a sixth round pick all of a sudden being the guy but i give the colts credit for at least taking the shot and finding out yeah, and I think you bring up – I love the fact you brought up a Patrick Mahomes. Again, Allen and Buffalo is much mm-hmm. the same way, right? But the thing about those guys is when you turn on the tape, they have elite tools. Right. They, have very, they have elite arm strength. They have elite releases. They have excellent kind of mobility, kind of intangibles in the pocket. And Sam Ellinger, when you watch him, he's a, he's a solid college player who's limited by arm strength. And he's not even – he's a good athlete – 
but he's not a tremendous athlete. And I think that's something, you know, that again, that's kind of odd about the decision. So like, I'm kind of giving the Colts organization the benefit of the doubt. Like, cause when you watch film, you're kind of like, Oh yeah, he's like maybe a, maybe a backup, maybe a high end backup, whatever, however you want to characterize that. But I think there's something else going on in terms of the leadership element, you know, guys, must really like him. I tried to ask Ryan about it, didn't get the answer we wanted, but there, something else is happening here that either they're trying to tank for the year, uh, that seems silly because the division's right there for him, or they really think he's got the leadership qualities to kind of get this offense where he needs to go. And of the three, he's the most mobile. So again, I, I, I think I think fans need to understand that you know when 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 you're talking about guys who aren't good college players that do well in the NFL it's because they have some elite quality that makes them very very special and that's not what he appears to have right even when you watch the preseason that's not what it looks like i had ben solak from the ringer on the radio show on wednesday and ben wrote a phenomenal piece about it was it started and ended with ellinger but it was really about the value of mobile quarterbacks and when you look at epa uh which is one of the the best advanced metrics out there scrambles are the most valuable play in the league right now really and so the way that yeah like scrambles are are just so incredibly valuable because they often come on third downs they often get you first downs and so when you, you talk about the points added element of that it often extends drives that can lead to scores and so the the pieces in the ringer, it's very much worth anybody listening to this time. Um, and definitely check the Hoffman Show podcast for uh, the interview with Ben. But he thought that was a huge reason why is that, and it's the same can be said for Heineke, right? And his ability to succeed where Carson has failed. That ability to be mobile, extend plays, uh, has become so incredibly valuable that you know, and teams have, and I wonder if Reich is going to start doing this as well. Teams have started basically on schedule scrambling, right? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to roll this guy out. And if the first read's not there, we just tell him to run. And that decision, as opposed to trying to find a check down, uh, has been really rewarding for a guy like Jalen Hurts, for a guy like Josh Allen, uh, for Daniel Jones, who's scrambling at a, at a yeah. by far the highest rate in the NFL. And basically, from what Ben has said or what Ben said on the show is like the it seems like the coaching point is don't check down scramble. If what you want yeah. isn't there, just run. And because Jones is such a good runner, it's often more valuable than a two yard check down. Yeah, and I, I'm really glad you brought up the the Jones comparison because I think athletically Ellinger is probably very comparable to Jones. You know, obviously I think Jones mm-hmm. is a better better arm, but you know he's six three, he's two hundred and thirty pounds, and he runs a four seven. And I think you know Jones is about those same measurables, right? Jones like, is a so, little bit faster. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think he ran a four seven at the combine, but it, you know, like again, he's not like he's not. Lamar Jackson. He's not Jalen Hurts. If you can look it up, just so we're fact checked here and all worked out here. But so I think that that again, like I always think of these scrambling quarterbacks as needing to be a certain speed of a four five four four guy. But obviously there has been some success recently with guys who are not necessarily the fastest players in the whole world, right? And uh, they just understand how to scramble. They have a physicality to them that allows them to execute at a high level so i think um you know as much as i kind of say ah you know he's not that fast he doesn't have great that great of an arm i think you bring up a fantastic point craig that when a quarterback does scramble it really puts the defense in a bind and i think um i think that is uh again something that if i'm jack 
I'm really going to try and mitigate because like when I watch the film, his arm doesn't scare me. I'm not like, oh gosh, we got to defend, right. you know, Patrick Mahomes level of field here. So really managing him as a runner, keeping him in the pocket, eliminating explosive plays because when you look at the Colts passing offense, at least with Matt Ryan, it's it's really effective between probably three and ten yards and only recently have they started kind of taking those shots to Alec Pierce and uh, the other kid from Ohio State. I forget his uh, name. Paris Campbell, yeah. Yeah, right? That's where those big shots have – that's been a recent development. And I'm not sure he can get the ball down there much better than Matt Ryan can. So it'll be really interesting to see how they manage him as a runner for sure. Daniel Jones, 4-8 at, at the combine, 4-6-7 at his pro day. So, so, But he did have that 80-yard run where he tripped and fell at the end. So, you know, well, he he's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's like He's sneaky fast, right? He's got that long stride, and sometimes when that, that measured time doesn't show up on film, they can still uh, kill you, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of, you know, like even Tom Brady, who ran like a 5-5 five five or whatever, yeah. when he scrambles, it kills you because, like you said, it's for first downs, it adds possession. It's a big deal, so... 